Roxo Media House. Jeff Wilson started covering the Texas Rangers in 2008, though he'll never forget 2021. Out on his own, he decided it was time to do a podcast, but his wheels were spinning until a nerd came along. There's no going back now. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. Here's your host, Jeff Wilson, and the recliner nerd himself, John Moore. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. This is episode number 75, and today, John Gray is going to join us from Surprise, Arizona. Yeah. But we are still in spring training, which is brought to you by Premier Properties. Big thanks to Premier Properties. They are your Main Street Realtor in Duncanville, Texas. If you're buying, selling, leasing, or you're looking to have somebody manage your properties, Premier Properties is who to go to. They manage my property. I have a lot of real estate. I'm an investor, and they manage my property for me. Uh, but they handle all your needs, no matter what you've got. A big thanks to them. Go to Premier Properties at SWDallasRealty.com. That's SW, like Southwest, DallasRealty.com, or call them at 972-298-4000. Give them a call, and a big thanks to them. Yes. Spring training, we're back. We were there last week. We got there last Wednesday. We flew in late Monday night. Had about six days with the out at the facility. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and we're going to talk a lot about that, some big league stuff. When we go down in the bus leagues, I want to talk about a few players, Sebastian Walcott. I want to talk about uh, Gutierrez. We yeah. got Spees and stuff like that. Now I'm going to talk about them now. I want to talk about our trip there okay. and what we noticed, saw doing that. Henry made a killing. His son was with <laughs> us. Yeah, good old. Henry, Henry had a had a time of his life, got a lot of autographs, had some pretty cool experiences. So um, he's still, you know, he's now he's trying to give away some of his autographs to some of his teammates, which is pretty nice of him, you know. Very nice. uh, I'm telling him to hold them, but that's all right. It's, um, anyway, yeah, he had a great time, and uh, thanks uh, to everybody who signed his his uh, his autograph, signed their autographs for him, and um, thanks for everybody putting up for Henry in, you know, in the media room when he was in there for a little bit and. Yep. He is 10, so uh, he can get a little antsy, but he did a good job. It was actually, I was impressed. He really did a good job for, it could be boring when we're in the media room and having yeah. to do some things, and he wants to be out there in the middle of it all. Uh, but, yeah, and let me say this. Yeah, it doesn't hurt that dad is in the media, can meet a couple, but he was out there hustling with the rest of all yeah, of them. no, he was hustling. That were, he was yeah. out there in the, out, out in the backfields where we have been telling you to go. <laughs> All this time, you can get out in those in a lot yeah. of good crowds. Good crowds. Uh, you know, it's spring break week, so they're always going to be good crowds in spring break week. It'll quiet down a little bit next week. And, yep. I mean, that, you know, the end of camp is just kind of the way it goes. Shout out to Chev. Chev, Chev is one of our followers and said yeah, he was going to yeah. go out and meet us there. He showed up. We saw Monty. We saw Monty was right, there. Right. Yeah, we saw a few of them that saw us there. Chris. Guy, right? uh, yeah, Chris, uh, Monty, Chev. Uh, the friends of mine, I don't know yeah. that they were trying to get them to, to listen, but they knew me, but they were uh, Lee and, and Charlotte. Long. Oh, yeah, I like Lee. Yeah. yeah Lee and was, Charlotte. Nothing against Charlotte either. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but look, this is what we really love. And like I said, when we, if you guys are coming to a, a big league game, uh, let us know. Um, you know, depending on what we're doing, me for sure, um, I can jump down, come say hello at your seats or whatever you're doing. It's easy for me to get away. Jeff is, you know, with the, the riding and what he's trying to get done. Maybe he can't, but sometimes he will for sure. Yeah. If somebody's there, we're going to, we're going to do it, but I will for sure and, uh, get info to trade out. But, um, Hey, look, premier helped us here. We, we got to put this out to you guys. You guys need to, if you know some businesses or your business or anything, we have really got some affordable, uh, oh, yeah. Very uh, affordable. Sp- sponsorships and partnerships. If y'all want to do it. DM Jeff or me, or you can email Jeff, Jeff at rangerstoday.com. Correct. Uh, and we would love to come. We'll come out and sit at your business and talk about it and, and, and do that. Okay. 
Look, I love spring training. I've said it over and over, you guys. You've always you've been going since you were a little kid. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is a great year to go if you are a Ranger fan, especially a lot of the hype around the team. Not disappointment. There were people standing next to me when I live streamed uh, Degrom. Yeah. That were like, you know, this is great because I was I would never be this close to Jacob Degrom pitching a game. Yeah. Um, not even first row players at a major league game were that close. That's true. This is like That's walking true. up to a softball field and watching a ball game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, there's just so many great things about spring training, as I've said many times. And yeah, my my first year of spring training was at '85. Um, we lived in Colorado. Uh, it was the year after the Cubs had won the East for the first time in forever. And now there were no Colorado Rockies. There were no, or no Rockies. And, uh, so we just hopped in the car or, I mean, we didn't do it on a whim, but you know, we were like, all right, let's, let's do it. And so we went down there and it was just great. And I, you know, we went the next, I don't know, however, however many years it is, I'm in 12th grade. We went every year from fourth <laughs> grade to 12th grade. Um, loved it. The Rockies were there at the end. Uh, they started my first year of high school. Um, or my last year of high school, they started my last year of high school. Um, and then I hadn't been back until I started on the beat, which was my first spring back was 2008. And I just love it. I just, you know, the weather's great. Usually it's been kind of up and down this year, but uh, it's the access and just everybody's laid back and happy. And it's like, everybody's on vacation. Everybody, yep. everybody who's at the game is on vacation and everybody's in a good mood. Um, and it's just a good time. It's, and if you, if you, we saw a lot of kids there who, who were getting autographs. And I mean, it's not just major leaguers. There's minor leaguers out there who, who sign autographs. All these prospects you've been yeah. hearing about. It's just a, it's just a good time. You could just go out and watch great them. Time. It's an absolute great time. And the yeah. players we were talking about that, you know, um, we'll talk about this some with John when, when, when he gets here, but so you think about this rotation, they've got Jacob DeGrom, they've got Nathan Evaldi, they've got John Gray, Martin Perez, who, yeah. who's still with uh, Venezuela right now. Right. Then you go either Heaney or Odorizzi or maybe Dunning, one of well, those he, three. It'll be Heaney. Yeah, yeah it's supposed to be Heaney going forward, and that's probably what it's going to be. But in either case, every one of these guys, Heaney's a little quiet. We haven't really had a chance to talk to him. Man, these guys are just so easy to talk to. In the, yeah, in, in yeah, the locker room. good guys. Um, they'll, they'll sit and talk. And, and Evaldi will talk your ear off. Uh, DeGrom's, DeGrom, I think, is, is pretty laid back. He feels good in this clubhouse. I mean, there's not 25 media people waiting to around his locker. You know, yeah. it's four. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, um, I think he's starting to feel pretty good about things. And the time I talked to, to Heaney, he was great. You know, he, he doesn't like the spotlight. Um and that's fine, but he, you know, gave very thoughtful answers. My wife's so. that way. She doesn't, yeah. you know, she doesn't want. Odorizzi is very good. He's he's injured. Probably going to start the year on the injured list with the the arm fatigue thing, but we, which opens up a spot. We, we asked him like one question the other day, and he talked for four minutes. So you know, he's got a little David Murphy in him, and that's that's great for for yeah. a writer. Hey, that's awesome. I, I I hope we get to talk to Jake Odorizzi a lot. Um, but for me, the, you know, yeah. okay, but for me. You've already been out there. It was a chance for me to introduce myself to some of these guys, uh, like Grossman, who I'd never yeah, met before. Yeah, and I went guy. up and, and stopped said, hey, I'm with Rangers today. I'm going to be seeing you out there. He stopped said, I appreciate it. You know, it's yeah, nice to meet yeah. you. Look forward to seeing you. It, that's what it's good for us is, is oh, to yeah. make the it's, contact. It's, you, just, you, you have to go. Yeah. If you're a writer, you have to be in spring training. Yeah, it's you, just the way it is. You just have to do it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I tell you, we from the day we got there, so we got there last Wednesday, we, we ended up uh landing at about 8 30 yep got that we got out there pretty quick yeah uh, we got out there so we could see uh degrom's sim game. sim game or sim live, live bp slash sim game that's what it was so, yeah. live bp and, uh, we caught that and uh and that was pretty much it for for the day we didn't go on the road um to, to arizona because i didn't want to drive that far right 
So we hung around the backfields. We saw, caught our first glimpse of, of Sebastian Walcott. Talked to a couple guys. Next, it was an off day, so it was all minor leagues all day. That was a really good time. We introduced ourselves to some players, and um, Henry Henry got some autographs and scored some big. I don't know. We came we came home. We think with twenty eight baseballs. You had man. He had a man. He just it, kept he just kept coming up. Hey, and, and let me ball. tell you what. There's a chance there, guys, to get balls. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that then look, you can hustle for balls. They're all over the place. Mm-hmm. This, this is like going to a little league field and the foul ball that comes <laughs> over and comes out there. It's there. You can get a ball. Yeah. And they're, they're usually around laying around. They, they get moved around a lot and you can get a ball. And Henry was taking advantage. So a lot of kids, I saw a yeah. lot of kids taking yeah. advantage of that yeah. out there, but you know, look, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm getting caught up. It's a long day when we're there. It I is. think more than anything for me is we're on our feet. Pretty You're much. on your feet a lot. Yeah. A lot. And, I mean, that's, I mean, there's a there's a phase you go through in spring training where your back hurts after a few days. And yeah. you, you just you have back fatigue. You just you just gotta just gotta play through it. Yep. And and it goes away. But yeah, you you are on your feet a lot. Try to stand on the st- stand on the grass because there's a lot of cement. Try to give your back a little knees and joints a little a little break. But um, it's just it's 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 a good time. But it, it is if you're on the backfields, it is a full day. It yep. is a full day. You get your ten thousand steps. Um, you get thirsty because it's so dry there. You got to have water. Oh, we on went you. through 40. What was it? A 48 pack? It was a 40 pack of, of water. Yeah. We, and we had none left. Yeah. We plowed through that. Um, <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's just, it's just the way it is. I mean, when you get into a work mode, Loved every minute when you've it. done it for, for a number of years, you just know what to expect. And the one thing I always forget is it's suntan lotion on the first day. So right. my, my calves got burned. Uh, your, your head got burned my, a little yeah, bit, right? I, my nose sticks out from the bill of my cap. I did wear a cap so I wouldn't get my top of my head sunburned, which usually gets sunburned. But I took the shirt off and my forearms get get it. And all. I have a farmer's tan really bad every yeah, day. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, staying out of it. But here's some of the players I noticed. Here, here's what I'll say. If you go want to go watch uh, the live stream, it's still on the YouTube channel of of, of what Jacob did uh, when he did his, his live stream. That's closer than I've ever been to watching him pitch against live batters like that. The one guy hit the end of the park home run, which would have been gone if it were 10 feet to the left. Yeah. It hit off that high middle part. He laughed at it when it, when he did it. I mean, he he drove, you know, some of these younger, it was triple A game that he was pitching in. Yeah. I got to tell you to watch that slider move that close and watch that fastball move when he's doing yeah. it. I mean, look, he was locked in like these guys, like it was opening day. Yeah. And he struck out in what he pitched three innings, I think. And it in, was, it was, Technically, it was two and a third because oh, they had him face an extra batter. An extra batter, and then he went over and threw he, the rest. But over he, and, he faced eight batters, struck out five of them. It was. Um, and look, I know you can say, well, he played the triple. These, these are, they've got prospects in, in their triple yeah. A organization. And they don't have an approach. These minor league hitters don't have an approach in these <laughs> games. Their approach is swinging the first good thing you see. Right, exactly. And so you'll see a guy get three outs on seven pitches and, and have to pitch it to another batter. And these, you know, these are controlled games. That, right. Um, you can do whatever you want. Basically, it's not in the stadium. You can, so if you want him to face another batter in that yep. inning, he faces another batter, and that's what he did in the second inning, and he ended up striking him out. Right. Uh, but um, it, it was it was really good, you know. And and I I really don't have it. I'm not a scout, you know. But I I think I know good when I see good, and it it was good. And was you know, impressive. afterward he said, oh, you know, my my curveball and changeup are going to be plus pitches for me this year. It's like, well, geez, he's going to have four plus pitches to work with. <laughs> so he just needs his health to be plus, you know. And and if it is, you know, I 
I've had somebody tell me if if they if the Rangers get twenty two starts out of Jacob Grellum, they're going to be in the playoffs. Absolutely. So I mean, they they need because they're going to be now a lot of things. That's a, that's a bold prediction. A lot yeah. of other things have to find place, but this team certainly is trying to do I mean, they've well. They've got a chance. They're going to. They're not going to. They will win more than sixty eight games. Yep. I oh, without a doubt. I, <laughs> you know, it, 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 Michael Tepid had one of the funniest lines I've ever heard. And he was talking about it with Emmanuel Classe. It's something like Toyota, and it's something with Jacob DeGrom. He said anybody that, that – he goes, you can teach a guy how to work a batter. You can teach a guy patience on the mound, not to lose your cool. He says, you can't F and teach 100 miles an hour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he goes, you can't F and teach 100 miles an hour. Yeah. That's just a gift. Yeah. And Jacob DeGrom looks so smooth. I, you know what I – you know, meeting him a couple times, what I really noticed in the, in the clubhouse – he is a thin guy. Yeah. In shape is. thin. It's not, but he is like a, that guy could probably eat 8,000 calories and not gain a pound. But he's got, he's got very long arms. <clears throat> yes, he does. That, that's, that's another thing I've noticed about him. His arms are really long. So he's going to have uh, the good extension and, and all that stuff that they talk about. And it's going to look like it's a lot closer to the batter than it is. Um, so, I mean, there, he's just got a lot of things going for him in addition to the fact that he can throw a hundred miles an hour and his, yeah. His fastball and slider look the same until about the last five feet, and the slider disappears. So, yeah, it's um, it's going to be fun to watch uh, again. Um, everybody, everybody except Mets fans hope he stays healthy. But even the Mets fans probably hope he stays healthy. Sure, I mean you want to you want to see the best players. You know, you don't want to see Mike Trout get hurt. No, he's exactly. in he's in the Rangers division, and the Rangers have an advantage when he's injured, but. Nobody wants to see Mike Trout hurt. You no, want to see Edwin Mike Diaz Trout got hurt in the WBC. Yeah, you, want to see you and that. I talked about that. You don't want to see you want to see the best players playing. If and, you're beating <laughs> the best players, it's more legit. Well, but you just want to see them. If you're a baseball fan, absolutely, you want everybody to be healthy. It doesn't work out that way, but you want them all to be healthy and you want to see them perform at their at their highest level. And so, you know, we're we're seeing that right now with Shohei Otani. You know. What he's doing, of course, we've, it's been discussed at nauseum. It's, it's unprecedented. Right. Um, he threw a pitch the other day, 102. In a game. In a game, and he had like 118 exit velocity in the same game. <laughs> you know, that's just that's just stuff that doesn't happen. But, you know, and, and you, 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 you saw his first couple of years where he was hurt. Yeah. You know, you don't want, you don't want to see that. You want to see these guys. The best player in baseball Stay right on now. the field. Absolutely. And, um, so anyway, that's, that's. Yeah. So we're hoping this. for the best for. DeGrom and Evaldi and all those guys just as baseball fans. So, so let me ask you this. I I did not get a chance to go over and see Evaldi because I was running the live stream of DeGrom, yeah. which a lot of <laughs> I think 56 people jumped on to watch All right, them. that'll work. Evaldi, how did he look? I mean, I know he's through scoreless innings. He look, he, he, he's really, uh, he's kind of like a, uh, I don't want to say he's jumpy on the mound, but he wants to. He wants the ball and he wants to go. You know, right. you, there's an energy on the mound that he has. And uh, I mean, he he was fine, and 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 he was in the double A game. I mean, double A hitters can still hit the ball, but he he was throwing all of his pitches for strikes. And again, they don't have an approach, and so he knew they knew he was going to be throwing strikes, and he was still able to move the ball around, get ahead, and get easy outs. So that, that's that's pretty good because again, those guys just go up there swinging. Like John Gray pitched one inning the other day in a in a sim game to kind of get him back on schedule after he had the, the one start scratch and then he got to get him on track for the season. Right. So he pitched one inning in that minor league game, the same one that Jack Leiter threw in. And, um, every, every this is like every guy swung first pitch yep. and they're putting the ball in play and <clears throat> like one ball hit first base and went into right field. Yeah. 
and they ended up scoring a run against him. But it, you know, the the point is he needed to get his pitches in. Right. But the you know, it just doesn't work. You know, they yeah. they, they just whatever approach they've been taught goes out the window when they see a major league pitcher. Sure. Because all they want to do is get a hit off the major sure, league. Sure, it makes sense, but yep. but still, it uh, it's it's not always the best situation for for pitchers trying to get their work in. Right. Because um, now, and, the- and, and like you can look at the numbers as like, oh my god, he gave up six runs in a Triple A game. It's like, well, he probably pitched exactly the way he wanted, but the hitters aren't major league hitters, and we're doing crazy stuff. Yep, exactly. So you know, on the offensive side <laughs> of the ball, um, watching what we got there, I'll tell you what. We, we the discussion's gone, and uh, I think it's Kevin Sherrington that's bugging the hell out of uh, Bochi with it. But uh, uh, Corey Seager's hitting four fifty. Yeah, I mean, um, and and Kevin keeps going. Would that have been a hit without the shift? Yeah. <laughs> He's asked yeah. that a lot. And I tell you what, some of them maybe. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a couple of them that might have been, but yeah. but Corey Seager's seems locked in. Simeon's hitting right around three hundred. Josh Young looked, has looked impressive at the plate. Yeah, Nate Lowe's doing good. He has like a twelve game hitting streak, I think, and he homered uh, last night off of Kershaw. Other way, yeah. Seager pulled one, homered off of Kershaw. Um, anyway, to your point, um, and and Kevin's not the only one who's been asking because I have also asked. Yeah. Um, uh, so last, what, Friday, which would have been the 10th, and then the 11th, um, Seager had two hits in each game. Right. So on the 12th, I said, hey, man, how many of those hits would not have been hits last year? And he said, for sure, for sure was one. Was this Boach or was this uh, Seager? This was Seager. I okay. asked Seager. Yeah. He said, for sure, one on Friday and for sure one on Saturday. Would have been. Would have been gobbled up. By the outfielder playing, yeah. the guy playing. And, and he thought that maybe there was a chance that the second one, the second hit that he'd had Saturday might have gotten gobbled up. And then uh, Monday, he was off Sunday, so he played Monday before we left. And there was one that that even Bochy said, yeah, that would have been an out. Yeah, that sure. was the one that with the, the ground ball that went between the first and second <laughs> so, baseman. And yeah, that short, the guy playing in short. Out anyway, there. you know, but he's also hitting the ball out of the ballpark. And, and I talked to him about, you know, had he seen the Joey Gallo shift uh, where they moved, uh, I can't remember which, team it was moved a the left fielder the left over. fielder over into right field and um he he said what i thought teams aren't going to do that to Corey because he hits a lot of balls in the air the other way he does he does and and they would they they would get burned and yeah I, I, I really, a routine fly ball would go for a double or triple right right i mean you look at he he, he pulls the ball on the ground he right. doesn't hit the ball on the ground the other way but he will he will hit fly balls the other way and uh, I, I think that that's uh, one thing that he has going for him is that teams aren't going to be able to manipulate like they would against right. a Gallo. And uh, anyway, I, I think, you know, he no one lost more hits to the shift last year than Corey Seager. And, and he still hit 242 uh, or 248. Or- he, he's going to end, he's going to end up, I'm not going to say he's going to hit 330, but he, you know, 280 seems pretty, pretty reasonable at this point. Um, we'll set the over under at 280. We're going to ask you guys, what do you think the over under? <laughs> I think it's the over. I think he hits close to 300. I mean, I'm, 330 he's is a little. He's done it in the past, but. 330 um, is an MVP year if he's dependent uh, on home runs and RBIs and where the team ends up. Well, not even that anymore. Uh, <clears throat> some people just look at the value of the player, uh, but he, he's going to have a better year. Yeah. And, and the shift is going to be the reason for it. Um, you know, it seems like everybody's adjusting to the, to the pitch clock, the hitters and the, and the pitchers both. Um, I, you know, we went to the, the Friday game in Mesa, which was a three hour game because it was 
twelve eleven final. Yeah. And um but the the next the next day the game was two and a half or two twenty. And it's baseball. Right. You're not missing anything. It's three outs. Yep. You know, it's there the the quality of the game is not being affected at all. No. If I mean, you know, you have less time to go to the bathroom, you have less time to to buy a beer. Okay, that's fine, but it's it's still baseball. Yep. And it still feels like a normal game. Yeah. Because, you know, it just three outs, okay, three outs. It just feels like a game. It's just a little bit faster. They're they're cutting the fat. They're trimming the fat. <clears throat> yeah. You know, um and and it's in, it's it's still enjoyable. It's I mean, it's more enjoyable. I mean, three-hour games are miserable. They they can be, especially in the press box when we're up there. I mean, look, no, look, I get it. Um, I'm a Ranger fan. I want the Rangers to win all the time, but there are times when you're like, just get the outs and let's get going on this because it's 11 o'clock at night, you know, yeah. 10.30. We're looking at the clock going, we're not going to get out of here at 11.30 trying to get this stuff done. And don't get me wrong, that you know, I'm not trying to say at the expense of getting home late, I want the Rangers to lose a game or anything. But, yes, I, and I tell you what, I tell you this, I noticed too, Jacob deGrom is not going to have any contention with that pitch clock. He is a fast worker. You said Evaldi's kind of that way too. Yeah, I just think, I just really, pitchers don't want to work slow. No. And the fielders don't want them to work slow. You know, the fielders want to be kept on their toes so that they don't get lulled to sleep. Absolutely. Or falling back on their heels when a ball's hit to them. No, they, you know, it, it, I just don't, it's just going to make the, the game better all around and um anyway we we harped on this last episode pretty 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 strongly and it's still it's still an issue i mean it's the overriding story going into going into this season but it feels like everybody's made an adjustment and that uh uh, it's not gonna i think fans fans might have to adjust a little bit but they're gonna they're gonna end up enjoying it yeah I do. Yeah. I, I think that too anything else before we get uh john in here uh no just uh, a, a couple a couple things you know seager is i think tied for the it's either the major league lead or the cactus league lead in home runs with four. Uh, like I said, Nate Lowe has a 12 game on base streak. I believe uh, Grossman's been pretty good. And so Grossman's Miller. been good. Brad Miller's been good. Uh, young, young has really impressed. He's been really good defensively. I feel like, um, you know, really, really you, you just, you have to decide, um, you know, who, who makes the, who makes the team? Is it, is it Smith or Duran? They could both make it. Theoretically, I think it's I think it's Duran. Um, is Leody Tavares going to be ready for opening day? Uh, if not, that could open a spot for Duran slash Smith. Right. Uh, but it's not going to be. He's already hitting left-handed. Leody is. Uh, it's not going to be a a long deal if he is out. Yeah. Um, he he has to. Uh, he just has to get at bats. Right. He's got to get his got to get his abs ready and. and, and- <clears throat> Yeah. Get in his rhythm before he gets there. Yeah. yeah. So like exactly. when the, when camp breaks um, on the 25th, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he stayed and played the next day in a minor league game. Um, he could even stay the next two days. I know the Rangers have exhibition games, but they're going to be playing those by the rules. He could stay the next two days, that Monday and Tuesday, and bat first in every minor league game. Right. He could go, he could bat first in one inning, go across the sidewalk bat first in the next game, they could stagger the start times to allow that to happen. I mean, that's what control, and that's why minor league games are so valuable for major leaguers at this point. It's because you can control them. He could get 20 at-bats in yep. one day. Yeah. 
know, and, and that's, that's what he's going to need. Now, you know, the injury, you don't want to overtax it and everything, sure. but still there are a lot of ways for him to get a lot of at bats and maybe get caught up in time for opening day. I agree. All right, John Gray. Yeah. John Gray time. All right, guys, we'll get John Gray on right after this and then we'll go down in the bus leagues. Rangers Today Spring Training coverage is brought to you by Premier Properties. Whether you're buying, selling, leasing, or have someone manage your real estate, Premier Properties is the place for you. They've been serving the DFW area for over 30 years, plus they manage my property, so I should know. If you have any real estate needs, call them at 972-298-4000. That's 972-298-4000. Or go to swdallasrealty.com. That's SW, like Southwest, DallasRealty.com. That's Premier Properties, your Main Street Realtor. All right, guys, and joining us right now from Surprise, Arizona, it's Texas Rangers right-handed pitcher, John Gray, a friend of the show. He's already been on the show once, had a blast with him, and just talked to him while we were out there last week. John, what's going on, bud? Uh, Not much today. Uh, Thank you guys for having me. This is going to be fun. It was fun last time, but uh, yeah, I'm not doing much today. Just kind of watching some ball. (laughs) You did a lot. You did a lot yesterday. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Talk about your your outing last night. It was what four scoreless against the Dodgers. How did how did was it as good as it looked? Um, it was it was definitely better than, than it was in the bullpen warming up before the game. It was it was really trash. It was terrible. I mean, you I, if I would have been in a tryout, I would not got I wouldn't have been picked. It was bad. Uh, but as soon as the hitter got in there, it seemed like things were going um, pretty well. Like uh, we had a good mix. We threw everything for strikes, so that always helps. And then I thought I thought we used. The whole zone, we we moved eyes up, down, inside out. It was good. So, what makes a bullpen trash? What what made it trash? Um, it was for me. It was timing. It was timing. I felt like I was in ten different positions going down the mound. Um, each pitch felt different. You know, it was kind of like that that sort of thing. You kind of you find your groove. And I just couldn't find it for a long time. It was really frustrating. But uh, the hitter in the box and it helped. So, so it's not like you were throwing balls into the stands or. Not or making... quite. I got close though a couple of times. It was, it was, it was it wasn't pretty. Yeah. All right. Well, so so that runs you up to nine scoreless innings this spring, and I and I know the first outing against the Indians, you were like, "That was terrible." I was lucky to be scoreless. Yeah. Uh, and then the second time out, you were working on your sweeping slider. It wasn't where you wanted it. So. I mean, we're we're two weeks from opening day. How how are you uh, in terms of where you want things? Um, it, I'm I'm getting a better idea, and I've been throwing both sliders this year just to kind of see if maybe I can use two different weapons. And because uh, I don't really rely on the curveball a whole lot, it's something I'll use five times a game, maybe. So, um, yeah, if I can get two different shapes, two different actions out of something, I think it it could go a long ways. And, um. And the speed differentials, it's a little it's a little different speed too. So I feel like I feel like they're two different completely pitches, but they're both effective. Okay. Um so this this is year two for you with the Rangers. Um how would you describe year one? I mean, it seems like it was good, it was frustrating because of the injuries. How 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 did that first year go for you? Oh, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with, with the group here. The guys have been awesome, like really good group of guys. Um I felt I felt embraced by him, and um, I feel like it was I feel like it was good, you know, pitching wise. But yeah, the injuries kind of kind of made it hard to enjoy most of the season. So, um, yeah, it started off, you know, really just with the blister in the knee, like within a month of each other. That was kind of right. that was a tough go. But I feel like as the season went on, it got better, and um, 
you know, it's the number one key for me is to stay healthy. So I've made that a priority. And, you know, luckily, so far, everything's been pretty good. I had a little scare, but um, but staying healthy is the key for us. So what, uh, what what's it like this spring compared to last? I mean, last year was crazy because it was a rush job, but there's been like a whole turnover. You know, you've got a, that wall of pitchers that you're on, that, that row of lockers with DeGrom and Heaney and, and I don't want to leave anybody out. New Evaldi, you know, sure, and and Odorizzi. Yeah, it just feels different in there. Like you guys, maybe it does. It does. It feels a lot different. Um, it feels short like last year, but it, it does feel a lot different. And with you know, we had the pitch clock now, so the game feels a little different too. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I haven't been this excited for a season in a long time. So despite you know, especially seeing what we're, what we're putting together, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun be a part of it um we left monday and that was the day that that uh jacob degrom threw his uh his uh, first game on the, the backfields and uh, you came out of the clubhouse we ran into each other and you'd watched it uh from the clubhouse what what do you see that that non-baseball people like john and i uh what what makes jacob degrom so good that <laughs> It's 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 so over his stuff is so overwhelming that like his room for errors I don't know it, it's to be able to do what he does and and still move the ball around like he's a guy that throws ninety you know like it's it's pretty incredible for someone that's pumping a hundred with the nasty ninety mile arc slider you know um, he know he definitely knows how his game works uh, <laughs> I think his fastball is really impressive like not just the speed of it but it, it does have like this. Not only is it a hundred, but it looks probably one hundred five because it's so hard to pick up. But uh, man, it's it's a lot. I've, I've watched him throughout the years, and I've always thought it was amazing. Like I've always wanted to stand in the box and just see his fastball, but uh, never got the opportunity for that. But uh, but it's yeah, that I mean, it's it's incredible to watch. It's a lot of fun. Well, he he can he commands his pitches and can you know he's always he uh, what was it last year? He walked a hundred or he struck out one hundred and one and walked eight. So I mean, he's always around the zone. So you could get in there. I think you'd be safe. It's not like, you know, it's not like he's all over the place and would hit you or something, but right. Um, Our guy has to really like sell out on a certain pitch in a certain area to have chance, man. That's nuts. Oh my gosh. Um, but he, you know, he's not the only one of all the, of all the, they both seem like great guys. Yeah. Like, like Jacob seems totally relaxed. I mean, I don't know what I expected from a guy from who's been in New York his whole career. Right. I think he, you know he he'll he'll talk to you at the locker, joke around with you. He just seems seems like he really fits in here, and and I think Avali could fit in anywhere. But yeah, it seems like there's a good yeah. chemistry with those cats. Uh, I get that sense too. Yeah, he's yeah super chill. You know, like uh, doesn't have like the you know super all star attitude or anything like that. He's like really down to earth guy. Love that. So so what 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 can this team do? In, in 2023, I mean, I know you guys have to stay healthy. Everybody, everybody has to stay healthy. But what can what can the Rangers do? How good can you guys be? Uh, the sky's the limit, really, for us. Um, I know we could have been a lot better team than we were, you know, we were last year. Um, so I feel like there's an easy an easy advantage to be a lot better to begin with because we could do so many little things just to be a better team, and it could have it could have been a huge difference, but. Um, but then, you know, this year it seems like we're coming with a whole new like caliber. So uh, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be twice the fun. It's gonna be a lot it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. Just to be part of it, like just to have that spot there, you know, just to go every five days and 
uh, compete with the squad. It's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. I mean, we're I think we're a really good team. Yeah, I, I know people talk about the the pitching additions, but Bruce Bochy and Mike Maddox are a big deal. And right. I'm, I'm sure you deal with Mike a lot more than you do with the manager. But what have your interactions been with like with them so far? Um, you know, same. I would say down to earth. Like down, like I can talk to those guys, and it seems like you know you're talking to your buddy. It's it's not. <laughs> I don't feel like there's any disconnection there. Uh, I feel like everybody clicks pretty well. And uh, you know, I I, I, lo- I love the old school kind of uh, kind of feel from them. I like that. Um, so like I, I've got, gotten away from that. So it's it's fun to have that back and um, just hammering the basics. Like that's been a big, you know, that's been big for us, and it could be, you know, really big for our team. Like how I talked about last year, but um, but yeah, I, I like it. It's kind of it's kind of like hard nosed military style, but I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I you know we we talked to Chris Young about these guys are old school, and he's like, well, you know, they've had to adapt, but they're old school. I mean, you know, Mike Maddox. He likes, you know, we were talking about uh, Jack Leiter and, and, and Jack likes to throw the high fastball. And Mike is like, I love high fastballs, but I love, but I love a fastball at the knees on the outside corner. You got to know where your, you know, you like, you got to know where your strikes are. You can't, it just seems like it's kind of going back to basics. Like, like in this age of analytics, you can get away from that. So I think that this. I yeah. think this is a huge deal. Yeah, for you guys. He's been, he's been great about, you know, Hey, if this is you, you pitch up, you like the, you know, ride your fastball. He's been all about it. Like do, do your thing, do what makes you good. I love that. You know, I don't like, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of the cookie cutter stuff and he doesn't, he's not all about that. So it's been, it's been awesome. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're wearing the St. Patrick's day hat because it is St. Patrick's day. Um, mm-hmm. but, but, but before we left, um, Tony yeah. Taylor came up and said, Hey, we got your hats ready. And, Talk talk about the hat that you're going to have coming out this year. I know year I should have worn it in today. Um, yeah, it's a it's like a it kind of looks like a golfing hat, but it's a it's got like a gray front and black back to it, kind of like this style, I guess. But um, okay. and it's for it's for a military thing that we do where we host our military families every other week, and uh, it says Mister Mission Mister Gray Wolf Twenty Two, and it has this cool like emblem, like the sergeant emblem and um, a wolf on it, and it's pretty sweet. It's pretty mean looking hat. How did you get into the that um, military appreciation? Uh, my well, my family and my wife's family. We we both have a, a lot of veterans in our family, and it's okay. uh, and they've they've been big parts of our lives. So um, we we kind of understand uh, what goes on a little bit. You know, like a lot of people don't really understand like the like how much gets sacrificed, I guess, and how much is put on the line. But we're just big appreciators of that. We just like to give back a little bit. I think that if we can get, you know, a family, like a military family out there, just to spend a day at the ballpark with us, I think that goes a long ways. And uh, I think it's really important, like, just to, you know, get out, have fun with your family, kind of cut cut loose, like let everything go. And I think it's been good. People do, really do, like. the, do the Rangers find the family? Is there a way for these families to sign up? You know, that's a good question. I, I'm not really sure how they go about finding the right or who they pick, but um, but no, it's been everyone has been awesome, like fun. I get to talk to them, get to meet them, uh, get to thank them. It's it's been great. And, and it, I'm assuming it's on non-start days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most of the time, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be pretty hard for you to meet them on a start day, right? Yeah, you know, the the one thing that I I I get, I get it as a media guy, but like 
It's like when a starting pitcher walks into the clubhouse and we're in there, it's like we don't even want to look like make eye contact yeah. with you guys. On their day. On their day. <laughs> on, your, yeah. on your start day. It's like, oh man. Out of respect. It's like, like, oh man, this is weird. Yeah, yeah. Diva Day. I call it my Diva Day. I get to be a diva all day long. It's my way. <laughs> my wife diva knows day. about it. It's like this is it's my it's my day. <laughs> you get to you get to come in late. You get to yeah, yeah. Nobody has to bother you. It's you perfect. Sh- you should be a diva that day, man. I I, I totally agree. Zone in. <laughs> All right. Um, as you remember last time, I, I handed over to John at this point. Let him ask you some 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 different kind of fun stuff. Less okay. less business, more yeah. more fun. And we had fun last time learning all about where you grew up when you got drafted. Um, you ended up, you were drafted a couple times. You ended up getting drafted third overall to the Rockies. You know, I'd never asked this and I wanted to, where was your first pro season? Where did you play your first pro ball? Uh, Grand Junction, Colorado. Grand oh, Junction. Okay. okay. All right. That's always fun to ask. Now, no, 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 as a Colorado native, you know, like Grand Junction is four hours away from Denver and it's entirely different climate. How does the ball fly in Grand Junction? Cause it's dry, but it's still elevated. It's like, it's almost desert. I forgot you're a Colorado. Yeah, I remember it flying pretty far there. Yeah, but but it's a cool little it's a cool little town. It's right, it right is, by the Utah border. It's seriously, yeah. unique. Like, and the people love their beer there. Like the dark beer, they're all about oh, that yeah. stuff. <laughs> Colorado, right. Colorado's a good beer state. I, I'm Colorado kind of gave birth to microbreweries. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? That was going on a while ago. I remember my friend I mean, like Fat Tire was was like a microbrew that Coors ended up <laughs> buying and turned into a big deal. But that yeah. was like. Colorado really is kind of the, I don't want to say the birthplace of microbrews, but a big player. It was a big player in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I could see that. All right. What kind of food do you like? What is your favorite type of food you like to eat? Breakfast food. Oh. Really? All yeah. right. Jeff and I talk about that all the time. So are you talking like bacon, eggs? Is it a protein thing or do you jump in with some of those uh, pancakes and waffles? What do you do? I'm a, I'm a big pancake waffle guy. So I like I have my waffle maker at home. It's like a, my special little waffle, ma- waffle maker. It makes a perfect waffle. I got it down to the science. It's yeah. it's awesome. But I do I, at nighttime. I do like to cook like bacon eggs, and my wife makes like the best breakfast sandwiches ever. So they're they're awesome. So is it are these Belgian waffles or are they like this the smaller squared waffles? They're they're like the big round ones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, Kathy, awesome. my wife Kathy is is the huge pancake waffle guy. She's now going to go. Okay, John's my favorite. I want to meet John because she is. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know the waffle makers that turn, they flip over and you, yeah, yeah until yeah. it turns green, you flip back. That's what I got. Yeah, I love it. Oh man, <laughs> she would love that. So, so you're you're a big proponent then, as John and I are, of breakfast for dinner. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Absolutely. There's nothing better. Uh-huh. We, we, yeah, we had. Right. That, I, I wanted that to be our. Christmas Eve tradition. Couldn't get it. Is Jen not on board? Oh, she 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 likes it, but we always end up doing something. But the 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 year that uh, we had Molly, Molly was born on the twenty third. We came home the twenty fifth. We had breakfast for for Christmas dinner. I thought it was the best thing ever. Oh, God, I love that. Yeah, awesome. I just I just want to do that, but I, I get vetoed on that. Yeah, that's yeah. We get steak. I mean, steak steak's a good number two. But. <laughs> we do have to defer to the women in our lives. John knows this. He's yeah. got to do that too. He's got a wife to answer. So now let me ask this. A lot of ball players really aren't, especially when you get to this level here, but are you a fast food guy at all? Oh yeah. Like I love like Whataburger. I love Whataburger. Attaboy. Do you choose Whataburger over the In-N-Out? Have you had In-N-Out? For sure. Yeah. Whataburger over In-N-Out. This guy's winning over Texas Hearts <laughs> more than anyone. And let me tell you what, we've all talked about this. In-N-Out makes a great burger. 
I really good. do like I like In and Out, but Whataburgers, man, that's the one. The, I know. Are, there's, some water, <clears throat> there's some Whataburgers starting to pop up in Colorado if you ever go back, but I think they're. Dang. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a big it's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now home cooked meal. So who? What is your favorite home cooked meal, and who cooks it? Does your wife, mom make something? You got grandma that makes something you love. What is your favorite home cooked meal, and who cooks it? Um, I might like to go with well, 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 my wife makes breakfast sandwiches. That's my favorite. <clears throat> like, no, no, and you know, sometimes it's the nighttime. Most of the time it's in the morning. But I'm, I'm a big breakfast sandwich guy. Okay, so what's on it? Tell me what's on the breakfast sandwich. I do like I do bacon, egg, and cheese on my bread. Or, yeah, and a little bit of mayonnaise too, like a little bit of mayonnaise sometimes. Okay, what kind of bread? Is it? Uh, preferably white, but I'll do wheat sometimes too. Yeah. Do you toast it? Yes. Okay. Yes, toasted. All right. With butter. Right. Yes. We're gonna do a, a few more here. I've got all kinds of questions. We're not gonna run it because we want to have you on again, and I'll get to some of the other ones then. But uh, all right, is there anything you're binge watching right now? Anything you and your wife are binge watching from Netflix or anything like that? Uh, Harry Potter's, the movies. Yes. How how many are we up to? I mean, how many times have you seen these? I we watched them all, and and then kind of we're going back through them to kind of try to get the rest of the story because we were both kind of like we both had a lot of holes in our plots and we we're trying to fill that so we're trying to like understand everything we, we were at a point where we we're like ah, i don't really get this or that but now it all makes sense so and, yeah, i watched it when i was a kid so now it's it's a lot different now, isn't there a is there a new harry potter video game yeah that's what got me into it uh, yeah yeah i'll tell you what my my son my oldest son just got back from new york he's a senior in high school john and he's in he's a theater kid and does theater like they went to new york with their class they went, and he said, surprisingly, the best thing he saw in New York, they went to all these musicals and plays. There was a play, Harry Potter, oh. and he said it was unbelievable. It was funny. Harry Potter is grown up. He's like 30 or 40 <laughs> in this. He's already got kids, yeah. and it was it's on Broadway right now, and he was like, Dad, it's crazy how good it was. So that's funny you mentioned that. that we were talking about that at midnight but, last night when I was getting it from the airport. But you're you're playing the video game or you <laughs> you were playing it? I uh, yeah, I've been playing it for like a month now. It's it's so much it's it's amazing. It's really good. Well I, I talked to John when we were there yeah. and said, you know, you seem like a guy that would want to make a you would want to make a, a video game someday and he said, Man, I could write the story for a video game without a doubt. Yeah. And then you were talking about the graphics and stuff. Yeah, so if if anybody here's into graphics and you want to get a hold of John, let me know. Get a hold of us <laughs> and you gotta prove it before we let you <laughs> That's right. Make That's right. That's right. He might be able to bankroll it for a little bit too. So. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So on the team flights, uh, anything particular you do? Are you watching something? Do you guys play cards? I always find this fascinating as someone who played ball and wished I was a big leaguer. It always seems like you hear great stories about team flights. What do you guys do on the flight or what do you do? <clears throat> uh, for, you know, for my first like five years, I was like a gin rummy player, but. Like the last few years, I just put a blanket over me and go to sleep. Like I, I'll, I'll turn on a movie. I've been kind of lame. I don't know. I need to, I need to get better. That's that's something I do too, though. I, I try to just watch something on my phone. But of course, I'm not with the whole group of people that I know. You yeah, know? yeah. And so you're with all your teammates. That's a little different. Uh, what What is the worst charter team flight you've been on? Like, did something crazy happen, or was Ooh, it long? Uh, there was a time with Colorado when. I forgot where we were going from. It was a pretty long flight, but the cabin started filling up with smoke and the everyone was just everyone was just like it was really quiet in there. The place just starts filling up with smoke everywhere. It starts coming out everywhere. And 
flight attendants running from the front to the back with this fire extinguisher. <laughs> so we were all kind of looking around at each other like, what's going on? Are we going down? Like, is this thing on fire? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> like five, 10 minutes goes by and it starts to clear up. So we, you know, it, it was, it was really scary. And they got hit, we got hit by lightning once. That was pretty <laughs> nice. But oh, yeah, a few, a few scares. Somebody, somebody's plane just got hit by lightning. I think it was an NBA team. NBA team's charter just got hit by lightning. And, uh, so, somebody, I, I can't remember who it was, but one of the players like, th- was like thinking that was it. That was the end. They were going down. But yeah. <laughs> you, guys fly, you guys fly so much and you fly at, you know, such crazy hours at times, like, you yeah. know, and, and, and crossing time zones. And like, I think the worst has got to be Anaheim to Chicago. Or you know that that's I think that's as far as 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 a team's permitted to go, because um, like after because Anaheim they're bastards and they won't do sometimes they they stick it to you and they don't do day games on getaway day and so, so like yeah. you take off at midnight oh god and you land in Chicago during rush hour that's why you sleep yeah. on planes yeah but yeah you got to sleep and, <laughs> and you, you know and you, you got to play the next day they're like well tough tough crap. Tough crap. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to end it on a couple of baseball ones, just fun baseball things. Let me okay. ask you this. So as a pitcher, I'm going to ask you about hitting the next time on a home run because you said you hit a few when you were younger and all He's that. A former third baseman. I know. High school. But yeah. as a pitcher, in all your years of, of pitching, look, I don't care if you're Nolan Ryan. I don't care if you're Honus. I mean, the 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 number one, the Cy Young. Cy Young. Uh, I almost said Honus Wagner, who was the shortstop. But you at some point have given up a home run to somebody. It just happens. I mean, there are, these are major league hitters. Can you remember a certain home run where you just is there one that stands out? Was like, yeah, I threw so and so, and I hung a slider, and he hit it about seven hundred and eighty feet. Oh, for sure. Um, uh, but there's a few I remember. I'll, I'll never forget uh, giving up a homer to David Ortiz. That was actually kind of cool i mean i wasn't happy at the time but looking back on it it was kind of cool but uh <laughs> i wish i would have punched them out though at least once but i did get a rod's ticket that year but um <laughs> I, I remember jd martinez hit one off me in arizona i mean he didn't miss it at all it was like a fastball down and in just smoked it and it, i remember it put a dent in the scoreboard in center field it was hammered <laughs> i mean there was a dent up there and i looked at it all the time i was like man i can't believe that you know, and at some point, you just take your hat off and go, all yeah. right. You know, uh, you, you, especially if it's a good pitch. I've seen them where you see it's a good pitch. Someone goes down and gets, and somehow drives it away. But, okay, last one. Is there anybody right now, or when you were in the National League, was there a guy that was kind of like your toughest out? I mean, every time that just for some reason that squirreled away and get a hit off of you or whatever, he's just – usually it's not even a big name. There's always somebody that I just always – this guy seems to get get what I'm throwing or guess what I'm doing or something. Man, I feel like I feel like Kurt Suzuki was the hardest guy to get out for a righty. Wow. Like I swear that dude had like the longest bat in the world. I'd throw a slider <laughs> two feet off the plate, he would like pull it down the third baseline somehow. And I, I don't know if maybe I don't know if he would do what I was throwing or what, but he seemed to be on time with everything. I could not get this guy to chase and miss. Well, he retired, so you don't have to worry about him anymore. Yeah, he's right, gone. Yeah. That's it. No, I, no, I, I, I did want to. John usually asks this, but your diva day what 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 do you do on a start yeah routine day game routine it's like seven o'clock seven o'clock start that's a great one to end it on what's your day like yeah i i I sleep as long as i can uh you know i try to i try to sleep to like 10 30 11 sometimes like i'll try to sleep a long time and then uh i try to get a little bit of food in i'm not i don't eat a lot on game days i'll eat maybe maybe a piece of toast and a banana and uh try to hydrate try to keep my mind going um 
you know, sometimes I'll play like a round of golf on my computer before I go just to kind of get everything turning. Get some ideas. Um, but yeah, I, I not, not doing a whole lot. Uh, I don't do a whole lot before the game. You know, I, I stay pretty chill and I start moving around like an hour before game time. Uh, that's kind of, I don't really have a fine detailed routine, but as long as I'm in those, you know, those guidelines, I'm, I'm, I'm good. So, but like normally you'll get for a seven o'clock game, you'll get to the ballpark at what? Three. On a- um, yeah, three thirty. Yeah. So you'll get to so on a start day five. And if it's at five, ooh, yeah. I'm no, no, no. Like if the game's at seven. Oh, if the game's at seven on a start day, I will. Yeah, probably four. Okay. Yeah, four ish. Yeah, four thirty sometimes. Yeah. That's, inter- that's interesting that you don't eat. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's tough. I don't know why. I guess you eat right after the game, though. You're probably shoveling in something. Aren't oh you? yeah, for sure. Because they, and, and, but you know that you notice that whenever the starting pitcher, whatever they were covering, and we're there, the starting pitcher does come in after everybody. Oh yeah, they, yeah. they kind of, you know, left to their own thing. But John, is there anything else you want to get? No, just the uh, the 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 best one I heard. I don't know if Michael Young told this story or not, but he, he'll tell it. The the game five in in 2010 ALDS. They're at Tampa, and everybody's nervous, and you know, it's a big game. We had a 2-0 lead, and now we have to come back here to Tampa. And uh, Cliff Lee is pitching that game. That was, you know, prime Cliff Lee. And uh, he walks into the clubhouse at, and everybody's, apparently everybody's, everybody's eyes were on Cliff. Apparently he knew it, but he goes up to his locker and he's facing his locker and he takes off his watch. He turns around and he looks at the guys and he goes, we're good. And just turns right back around <laughs> and gets ready and then goes out there and, you know, pitches his ass off and they, they end up winning the series. But um, that's kind of the, the funniest come to the ballpark late story that I've heard. Of course, the media is not allowed in the in the clubhouse during the postseason, but um, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good one. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, go ahead. Oh, I just I like the style of that. That's awesome. That's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, that's and, just a confidence that that yeah. and and you know, um, it, it it look your numbers so far this spring have been great. I called for you to have a big year, so he's going to have a big year this year. I've already called it. Yeah, you got John Moore on your side. You're yeah, they already, they, I, I, I kind of did a projection what I thought everybody would do, and they're like, you got John Gray winning the Cy Young. I said, this is, well, is going to happen, man. I'm <laughs> telling you. And if it happens, you and I are going out for beers. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> in Grand sure. Junction, where they love their beers. That's love right. Their yeah. Grand Junction. <laughs> yeah. Hey, John. Look, it, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Every time we come in the clubhouse, you're so friendly. I mean, you and all those pitchers. I mean, we've got we've got an all star lineup of pitchers in this rotation now. The Rangers do, and every one of them. He needs a little quiet. We haven't really had a chance to get We're to just know, him. to know him. He's getting to know him, but everybody's so friendly. They love to sit and talk for a second, give you their time, and do that. And of course, we've we've known you from last year, so this is just great. I got a lot of fun more stuff we're going to do, but that means John Gray's coming back on here again. He loves doing it. That's right. right. Hey, John, thanks so much, bud. Uh, have a have a good rest of the spring. Uh, Jeff will see you out there next week. He's heading back heading before back. it ends. I'll see you on opening day when we get back to it, bud. Awesome. It sounds great. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, John. Thanks, All right, man. that's John Gray, Texas Rangers right-hand pitcher. When we come back, we're going to go down in the bus leagues.
And a big thanks to John Gray for joining us here at Premier Property Spring Training Coverage that we covered Premier earlier. We talked about them. Um, again, when we touched on in the earlier part uh, that we were going to get in depth yeah. about what we saw at spring training, um, let's get into one guy that I want to talk about. I've been dying to talk about him is Sebastian Walcott. Yeah. We saw him in person. Yeah. Uh, this kid just turned. When we talked to him, he was 16. Right, 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 right. Now he's 17. Yeah, we talked to him, what, on that Sunday, the 12th, and <clears throat> uh, he turned he turned uh, 17 on the 14th. So, uh, and, and you kind of, Last show kind of talked about, hey, we just saw Sebastian Walcott. We hadn't really seen him do anything other than take a couple of grounders, and right. Uh, but we saw him hit. You, you got the uh, his first uh, inner squad scrimmage. He had a 107 mile per hour single, which you got. Right. I got it on video. And then, and then you left and uh, decided to go meet you for lunch and yeah, missed a home run. Darn it! And then he hit a 105 mile per hour home run um, off of Spees. off of Alex Spees, who we'll touch on here in a second. But you know, Walcott, the the thing that I thought was pretty remarkable. Uh, his father is six, six. Uh, he played semi-pro basketball in the Bahamas. Um, so just Sebastian who's six, four, he's not done growing. No, you know, he, he's, you know, I, I think one, one guy we talked to projected he'd be six, five and about 245 pounds, 250 pounds. That's a, that's not a shortstop. That's a monster. That's a, that's a defensive end, but what, <laughs> well, but you know, Sebastian, he's heard the talk that you know, oh, he's going to have to move off of third base. Well, he he doesn't want to. He wants to stay a shortstop. And, I know. And so the one thing, you know, he's going to work. He said he's going to work really hard on the defense. He's got this, you know, top, top arm, elite arm, 80 arm. Um, so he could play third. He could play right field, whatever. But, you know, he wants to play shortstop. So, and, and there's no need to move him now. No. You know, you, no, you give right him, now. you you let him do his thing now. Let him learn his position. I mean, my let, let him learn the footwork. My favorite part of what you, when you were talking to him, yeah. when you said, what is your, what's your goals this year? Yeah. Dominate the Dominican, dominate the Arizona, uh, complex, league. complex league, and then start in affiliated ball next year. Yeah. He, 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 he he's under, back. No, but he's under no false impressions here. He's in Arizona, <laughs> uh, learning the lay of the land, but he's going back to Dominican right. for, for, to start his career in the Dominican summer league. Um, but he wants to get back here. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't think he's going to be in the majors this year. You know, he's, he's right. not, he, he knows, he knows it's a long path and that's good. I mean, he's a, you know, he's a smart guy. They speak English in the Bahamas. His English is very, very good. Very and, good. And, you know, I mean, it's not like you and if we had to go to the Dominican, we'd be in trouble. Um, well, Martin Perez, who speaks great English, uh, Sebastian's English is better than Martin's. Now, yeah. Martin didn't Martin speak Martin great English. speaking Spanish. Person. Yeah. Right. And, um, but but man, I was impressed. Yeah, and uh, I, the other thing I liked is that Walcott and Anthony Gutierrez are rooming together this yeah. spring uh, in the in the Rangers Village there across the street. And, um, <laughs> another big name. Another right. The last two prizes of the international signing period, um, six million dollars roughly of of talent. They're both big guys. They both really love to hit. You know, people think that Gutierrez is going to outgrow center field, and he might, but. Uh, again, it's, it's very early, but you know, Gutierrez looks a lot bigger, uh, also, you know, a year in the weight yeah. room, um, y- Jason Morobel or Morobel, damn it. I, I, oh, yeah. I still don't know how to say it. Uh, he, he looks entirely different. Oh yeah. He's, he, he is not skinny anymore. No, no. He's he put it on thick. some weight. I, I was noticing that too. And, uh, so, I mean, that's, you know, these guys grow and they change and, and <laughs> you just, that's why you, you never know. That's why you never try to put a, a bar, a ceiling on them or pigeonhole them into a position. You just kind of let them go and, and do their thing. So, uh, but I mentioned, we mentioned the home run that, that 
Sebastian hit. He hit it off of uh, Alex Spees, who's back in the organization. Uh, we spoke to him. Uh, there's a story up on rangerstoday.com about Walcott. Uh, five ninety nine a month, thirty five for six months, sixty for a year. Yep. Uh, Spees is 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 coming up next. Uh, you know he left. Interesting the, story. Interesting story. He didn't pitch pitch at all last year. He wasn't in the organization last year. I guess the Rangers still had his rights. I don't know what it is. Uh, but he said he needed a mental break after twenty one. You know he'd come off of Tommy John surgery. He was at the alt site in twenty. You thought good things were going to happen in twenty one and. Uh, he ended up hurting his elbow again, didn't need surgery, but it was just a frustrating thing. It didn't come back the way he thought it was, uh, thought it would rather. Uh, he has a, a, a young daughter uh, who was born like a couple months before the alt site happened. And <clears throat> that was something that he felt he was missing out on. Anyway, we'll get into it a little bit more in the story. He was very open about it. Um, yeah, he's very nice. It'll be interesting to see, you know, the talent's still there. He still throws a hundred, still has a 90 something mile per hour slider. Um, that they think that right now the his command is better, his control is better, and they thought it would be after taking a year off. I mean, he didn't take a year off; he was throwing bullpens and stuff. But right. Um. Anyway, it's pretty interesting. So I mean, that you know, right there are four names that we just mentioned that guys that we saw that are absolutely that are standing out. I guess what you would say in in uh, minor league camp. Uh, Brock Porter, I watched him throw a bullpen before we left. Never saw him throw. Every I have, time I, I have video him. of it. He pitched in a game Wednesday. Um. How do you do? Good. A couple, couple scoreless innings, I think it was. Uh, uh, Ryan Garcia, who, who friend of the show, not that Brock's not, because they've both been guests, but um, oh, he's, I got a funny story he's, very, he's, he's very happy, and um, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it'll be fun to see what he does this year, because you know, right. I think he has a chance to take off. Yeah, so Garcia was throwing a bullpen, and this is a funny story. I go walking up, and and because of you, Mike Maddox now has honed in on me for some reason <laughs> and he'll yell at me from anywhere. And I, I, I see Ryan throwing a, a, a bullpen. I kind of sneak up there where, well, uh, Mike Maddox was over there to watch him and he yells at me. John Moore comes over there. He starts talking to me a little bit and asks me about Ryan. And so I start talking about Ryan and all of that. And then uh, I, I mentioned Teodo too, but then Al Leiter came up uh, to see because uh, uh, Jack was going to be throwing uh, in the simulated game that day or whatever it was in the in the inter-squad game. So Jack come up and him and Mike are buddies and they're talking. And uh, I guess Al asked a question about Ryan who was throwing. And I had walked away and he yelled at me again. Mike <laughs> goes, John Moore. He goes, ask him. He knows everything about this guy. So I'm telling Al Leiter about Ryan Garcia hey. and his UCLA thing. But the funniest thing was I said, yeah, I heard Teodo through 103. He goes, who? I go, Teodo. And he goes, He's with us. <laughs> so, but he was down there. I mean, look, it was middle of the day. He had a game coming up and he's down there watching minor leaguers. He's got to get, he's getting to know all his staff and all sure. these kids he's got going on yeah. and wanted to take a look at them. But uh, that was funny. Ryan Garcia looked good uh, coming off of there. Teoto, I can't wait to see again. And I'm telling you, we said something about Walcott and Gutierrez. These are two guys that could possibly be sitting one and two in prospect rankings. Here yeah, within I mean, a year that's, or two. that's not that's not hyperbole. I mean, there, at there's, all. A, there's a real chance. Um, <clears throat> and maybe in all of baseball, they could be sitting at the top, too. Well, they'll be getting up there if things go right. But Jim um, Callis has him on the Gutierrez. Yeah, he has Gutierrez on his watch list to make the top 100. Yeah, yeah that's good. Um, you know, a couple other guys. Um, I mean, Fosse's just having a really oh, good man. spring. Um, I know he's, he's hit three home runs in Cactus League games. Yeah, uh, big you league know, games. You know, he 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 was just he said last last fall when we talked to him, he looks bigger. 
He does, but he just, he was just missing, you know, the, like the first half last year, he was just missing. He had it. He had like an 850 OPS. I mean, this, this guy's a hitter and, I, and, and he's fallen in the rankings and maybe some of that is, you know, the draft or whatever. But if, if people are just judging him by what he did last year at triple A, he, or double A, he had a really good season. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so I, I just think, I think he's, he's a man without a position in some people's that, eyes. That hurts. That hurts too. But you know, if you hit, you're going to, you're going to get up there. So um, anyway, and he's, he's rule five eligible after this year. So he'll be on the 40 man um, this time next year. And it might happen. He's not somewhere else. It might happen during the season. Uh, It it really could. If he's, if he's hitting good at hitting well at, at triple a and Rangers need a bat for some reason, it makes a lot of sense to add. I tell you what, and we need to do this next week as we wind this down for down in the bus leagues. We need to talk about guys uh, that have a good chance or even long shots to make their major league debut this year. Sure. And we'll need to make a, you come up with three or four. I'll come up with three or four because there are some guys that may not even be getting talked about that could possibly make their major leagues debut this year. And then there are those that have a real good shot to probably yeah. make their major yeah. league debut this year um, that we can talk about. But that'll be fun to do because yeah. we this is the kind of that time last year we got into this. We did our little predictions and stuff, which are always rough to do but you know your roster predictions you've done yeah. and stuff like that but that'll be fun to do we sure. ought to start looking at guys that can make their major league debut um some some dark horse candidates and some guys who think you do it works for me anything else for you no let's get out of here yeah it was a great show guys thanks for john gray for coming on with us uh once again guys uh Go and join the uh, subscribe down below to the to the YouTube channel. Yes, sir. Uh, go down and and join uh, Rangers today. Um, it's five ninety nine a month, sixty dollars for a year, thirty five dollars for the full season if you want that. Um, we got some other fun stuff going to be coming up with the show. We're looking for some partners for the podcast. If you you got a small business that wants to look, we'll find affordable if you got a big ways. Business, yeah. Uh-huh. If you got a big business, small, big, anything, <laughs> we've got affordable ways for you to get your name out there with the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast, as we talked earlier. And we want to partner up with you. Just get a hold of Jeff and I, and we will we'll come meet you at your business and sit down and, and yeah. talk numbers and get it done. Absolutely, guys. That's it. Spring training. You're heading back out there Tuesday. That's right. To finish it off before they come home. Until next time, guys. Thanks again to Premier Properties for sending both of us to spring training and Jeff's going back. Until next time, we'll see you at the yard. Roxo Media House.